From Hamilton Place Strategies in Washington, D.C., this is the HPS Insights Podcast. Welcome to HPS Insights, a podcast from Hamilton Place Strategies, analyzing the current events impacting the business and political communities. I'm your host, Michael Steele, and I'm a partner here at HPS, and today I'm joined by Declan Garvey, a reporter for The Dispatch and an HPS alum. I want to start by discussing last night's State of the Union address from President Trump. Definitely. It was, uh, it was quite a speech. Thank you for having me uh, on the podcast. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that's been getting uh, pretty strong remarks from, from Republicans. Um, obviously, there's some drama with, uh, with Nancy Pelosi that I'm sure we'll touch on. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, Trump is having a, a, having a pretty good uh, moment right now coming, you know, off of signing two trade deals and um, the kind of, at least in the early stages, uh, victories in, in Iran and, and against ISIS. Um, and so we're kind of, I believe Gallup put up a, out a poll uh, showing his approval rating at all-time highs for him at 49%. So he's kind of having a, a, a moment right now, and, and we'll see, you know, it's it's Trump. Things don't necessarily last, and, and um, you know, it, you can't predict out further than a few days, let alone months, um, before 2020. But Yeah, I, I was going to say, I thought that the, um, the speech was the strongest in a lot of ways that I've seen him give. It was kind of I think of it like the the smart Hulk or the bro Hulk from uh, Avengers Endgame, right? Like <laughs> your your traditional Trump is is Hulk, powerful but kind of uncontrolled. Uh, you know, Bruce Banner is your typical politician looking at a reading off a teleprompter. What, what we saw last night was smart Hulk, where he was Trumpian and hitting all the hitting all the right notes, hitting all the notes that his base wanted to hear, but also under control, going off the teleprompter, doing it in effective and relatively. Uh, unvindictive fashion. Right, right. And I think one of the biggest points is that he did not bring up impeachment. And that was something that, um, you know, I, I'm sure in his heart of hearts would have loved to. Um, but a lot of his advisors also kind of boxed him in earlier in the day. You know, I, I think I saw Hogan Gidley went on Fox and said, I've seen the speech. The word impeachment is not in it. Um, you know, yeah, it's, although traditional, you know, hulky <laughs> Trump tends to like to shatter those boxes that his staff tries to put him in. So yes. I thought, look, I mean, the, the, the speech he gave last night, if he can give a variation on that speech from now until Election Day, that's a pretty powerful argument when you combine the economic record, uh, the successes in the, the wars overseas. Um, and then he just kept banging on on some of these culture war issues that. You know, it's you can agree or disagree. You can fact check. You can argue that he's demagoguing, but he's generally on the right side politically on a lot of these things. Right, right. And you know, you talk about. I think one of the one of the key points that uh, that we wrote about this morning in, in the Morning Dispatch. Uh, subscribe at thedispatch.com. Um, is he's staked out a very strong position on um, Medicare for all, and particularly Medicare for all. Um, being extended to undocumented immigrants, yeah. um, and that is something that you know he, as you as you said, popular opinion, uh, he is on the right side of, of that issue. But again, something that almost every Democratic presidential candidate raised their hand on the debate stage when they when they said that they were in favor of it. So, well, and, and it's a classic political tactic, right? I mean, this is a potential area of weakness for the president. The repeal and replace effort right. on Obamacare failed. He doesn't really have. Um, a, a substantial new overhaul of our healthcare system to offer. And so he goes on offense. He attacks the Democratic alternative. Right. He talks about Medicare for all as a, as a socialist system. And, and that's 
his strength and his uh, where he clearly feels the most comfortable. Were there any dangerous signals you heard in the speech? Anything that concerns you aside for perhaps from the lack of strict adherence to the facts? That I was just about to, you know, it, as you bring up health care, you know, he he mentioned that um, his administration is doing everything that it can to protect people with pre-existing conditions. You know, that's not entirely accurate. He's, you know, currently um, supporting a lawsuit that would throw out the ACA entirely. Um, you know, it something that uh, stood out to me in, in the speech was, some, and it kind of we've seen this materialize over the, the past few weeks, is I think he's, somebody in the White House has convinced Trump that he can do much better with the African-American vote in 2020. Um, and that's something that you saw a lot of attention drawn to in yeah. the speech. Obviously, he had that $10 million ad buy in the Super Bowl that, um, you know, highlighted his efforts on criminal justice reform and how that has um affected the African-American community. Well, and a hundred-year-old Tuskegee Airmen last exactly. night. Exactly. One of the most, I mean, just inspiring parts of, you know, he lo- right. used the Lenny Skutniks, the State of the Union tradition going back to President Reagan of, of bringing people to illustrate uh, policy points. He used that to tremendous effect, I thought. And even yeah. when he didn't necessarily have a particular policy to talk about, like the young girl who was born after 21 weeks, he reminds his supporters that he's a protector of unborn human life. Right, right. And, you know, you had... Um, the fourth grader from Philadelphia who he granted a waiver to, um, you know, choose whatever school that she wants to attend. Um, and, uh, you know, some of, some of those are Rush Limbaugh. That's kind of a, a, a culture war, sure. um, play, but you know, that, that is what Trump is doing and, and that's what his base wants too. Well, and I think that the state of the union timing, as you, you wrote about this morning, the, the president's on a bit of a roll you know, today, we will have the acquittal or the, the failure to convict and remove him from office, the end of the impeachment process, at least for now. I think don't think that votes in any doubt uh, right. today, which we kind of knew was coming. But it was also uh, presaged by the uh, the absolute debacle of the Democratic caucus in Iowa, which the president obviously had nothing to do with. But it certainly made the Democratic Party look like the gang that can't shoot straight. Right, right. And it, you you see that there there are points coming out of Trump world that, you know, the vote was rigged and, and things like that. Obviously, they're trying to sow chaos and, and discord. There's no indication that that was the case. Um, but it was incompetent. And, yeah. and, and you know, if um, you're trying to uh, make the case that you should be in, in charge and, and, and administering the federal government, you probably want to put on a, a display that's a little bit more... Um, uh, functional than, than what we saw on Monday. Well, your colleague David French wrote about this. Certain bare level of competence is, is something that we expect of, of a commander-in-chief or a potential commander-in-chief, and that's not always hitting it. And it, that I think that's a good transition to talk about. Tell me about the dispatch. Tell me about your colleagues. What is this new media empire that uh, that you're a part of? That's uh, Yeah, I, I appreciate you calling us an empire. Maybe we'll, <laughs> maybe we'll get there one day. Um, our, our metaphor of choice uh, – is a pirate skiff at the moment, um, but uh, it's it's been going great. We uh, so we soft launched at the beginning of October um, with a handful of newsletters and um, and a few podcast offerings, and then uh, our full launch was earlier this month. Um, and we now have a full website. Um, we're up to daily publishing um, newsletters. That, that website is thedispatch.com. 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 Yes. I don't know how we got that URL, but uh, it was available. And uh, and uh, so it's it's been a, a blast where, you know, it's a small group. We're working a lot and, and kind of trying to do our best to uh, cover what uh, 
what we think is important because that's with a smaller staff, you know, we don't have the luxury to have reporters everywhere covering every story. And so part of our value add, we think, is telling our readers what we think is important and what, um, you know, the biggest stories are, not necessarily the fluff and the daily, um, you know, back and forth that aren't going to mean anything in the in the longer term. So both on both in general, uh, we've seen a proliferation of news outlets, media outlets over the over the past decade or so. And specifically on the right, you've seen a lot of new, the bulwark, the, et cetera. Tell me what makes you guys different and special and better and why going to thedispatch.com is, is going to make me a, a smarter, more well-rounded person. Well, we... There, there's a lot of great reporting being done across the spectrum and and on the and on the right. You know, it's um, the bulwark is great. The examiner is doing a lot of good work. The free beacon. Um, what we what we are trying to bring to our readers is a very focused approach on um, picking out the things that we think matter and and kind of tossing the the rest of it aside and not you know, it, cluttering everybody. I think there's there's a deluge of information on Twitter, on, you know, the scrolling news feeds that you can never get to the bottom of. We want to present our readers kind of a, a um, manageable flow of information. And, and we want to do that in a fact-based way. And we want to be doing actual, um, you know, on-the-ground reporting. You know, there's a, there's a lot of, um, there's no shortage of hot takes that you can um, find on, on the internet. Um, and, and what we want to do is kind of Bring informed analysis and um, and reporting from, from from talking to people and um, you know making sure that we are uh, shooting straight and so that's that's kind of what we think our value add is we're kind of a, a digital first medium you know we're not um, burdened by some of the same the legacy uh, costs and that kind of thing and, uh, yeah I want I want to give you an opportunity to, to to suck up to your bosses here um, you've got some of the biggest and best names in conservative reporting and punditry involved in this project. Can you talk a little bit about some of your, some of your partners, some of the folks who are generating, uh, generating this content? Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, we've got our, our founders, um, Steve Hayes, Jonah Goldberg and, and Toby Stock. Um, and so Steve is, uh, coming from the weekly standard has incredible sources and, um, relationships across DC and has been incredibly helpful in kind of helping me get started because I had no experience in reporting as of four months ago. Um, and, and then, you know, people have been reading Jonah, um, for decades on, uh, since he started the national review online back in the, back in the late nineties, early aughts. Um, and it was late nineties. Yeah. And, um, you know, they, there's, you know, that's something that you cannot get anywhere else on the internet. And the same with, um, David French, who we brought over from national review is covering kind of, um, some of the conservative, more cultural side uh, issues and legal issues that uh, he has a special Sunday column that he puts out every week focused on the intersection of faith and politics and religion and in kind of everyday life. And that's not something that you see being done in a kind of a very thoughtful way uh, anywhere else. And so it's, um, you know, we, we think that we bring to bear kind of a, a, a unique selection of of opportunity and we were hoping to grow um and you know we just added a new foreign policy focused leader or new foreign policy focused newsletter from thomas Mm -hmm. jocelyn um that's going to come out weekly um we want to kind of find the best and smartest people on a host of different issues and you know, bring them to to our readers' inbox all in one place. All right. Well, let's, that's that's enough of the uh, the suck upery. Let's let's put the focus on you. Let's put the spotlight on you. <laughs> you were until relatively recently uh, first an intern and then an associate here at Hamilton Place Strategies. What's different about your new role? How do the skills that you learned here at Hamilton Place jive with the current role? And 
uh, what's been the biggest surprise and the, and the biggest uh, um, disappointment perhaps? You know, I, I miss this place every single day. Um, that this is sucking up to my old bosses, as opposed to my new ones. Uh, <laughs> we appreciate it. That's um, and 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 my old colleagues. Um, you know, it, it HPS taught me a, a ton of things that are that are useful in in the new job. Most importantly, I think would be um, working hard. It's you know, it's it's a lot of work, especially as a as a, um, a relatively small company that has to have to wear a lot of different hats. And that's I think the other you know we're we're working on a host of different projects every single day at HPS. And, um, you know, you have to be do- focused on tech policy at, in one minute and then immediately switch to tax or to, um, you know, cybersecurity, whatever, whatever it may be. Um, because we're so small here at the dispatch, you know, you have to wear a lot of different hats. And, you know, one day I'm writing about North Korea and, and the next I'm writing about the State of the Union. I'm also, you know, helping with some of the social media amplification and, and thinking about the, some of the business side of things. And so it's, it's, um, you know, an opportunity to kind of stretch myself in, in a lot of different ways. And that I think comes, um, from, from kind of working on a variety of different issues here at HPS. That's fair. And so what is, what's the, your favorite part of the new job? I think the, f- my favorite part of the new job is, is, um, I get to spend, the bulk of my day doing what I spent my free time doing, um, it, it, in the, it before, you know, I'd, I'd yeah. get off of work and, and go and scroll through Twitter for way too long and catch up on all the, you know, the, I, I'm a news junkie. And so now that has become the full-time job and, um, you know, it, it is my job to, to lurk on Twitter and, and make sure that, so it's, uh, can explain it away a little bit easier. That yeah, way. It's, it's, it's a lot of, one, a lot of the joy of working in politics or journalism in Washington is that the things that other people do as a hobby, following these issues, keeping up to speed, reading this stuff, it's actually your job. It's what you get paid for, and, and that's a pretty right. cool feeling in a lot of ways. It's, um, it's good. So any, any, uh, any closing thoughts, anything I've forgotten to ask, anything I should have asked, any uh, random shout-outs or promotions that we should get in here? Well, I think we should wish you a happy birthday. Um, and, and uh, you know, that uh, first and foremost, that's that's what I can think of off the top of my head. All right. Well, fair enough. The, uh, well, that will wrap up. If you want to find out more about what we do at Hamilton Play Strategies, uh, please feel free to visit our website at hamiltonplaystrategies.com. Please follow us on Twitter at HBS Insight. Thank you to Declan for joining me today. You can find him on Twitter at Declan P. Garvey. I'm Michael Steele. I'm on Twitter at at Michael Steele. That's S-T-E-E-L, no E on the end, like the metal. Thank you for listening to HPS Insights, and have a great day. Thank you for listening to the HPS Insights podcast, produced by Hamilton Place Strategies. For the latest updates, follow us on Twitter at HPS Insight, and visit us on the web at hamiltonplacestrategies.com.